It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The joys of live television, because we had some major issues, uh, and I don't really know what happened, but uh, are we back? All right, we got we got some people live with us. That was the weirdest thing. We've been using StreamYard for two years, and I hit go live, and we're streaming, and it just says zero viewers in my corner, and I'm like, we have viewers, uh, or we usually have viewers. We you know we usually have more than zero, so I have no idea what happened. Um, so I have to get my ducks in a row here. Um, so I gotta, yeah. Anyways, Tim, how are you, my friend? What's doing in your world while I try to figure this? Uh, make sure I get everything cleaned no, up here. For you? No, I hear you. As we were saying before, yeah, we we got logged on and off. There is just now. Just as I'm sure everyone in the chat and everyone going to be listening back it's i mean it's i mean seriously it, it's one day closer to ohio state is what it is so central michigan's not not marshall you know you know you know real quick on that when we talk marshall we got to remember they're like in the top 10 in every single defensive category and they kicked butt last year so we're not going to see a, a marshall type of football team this saturday notre dame go out handle business take care of it it's a nice early Peacock game, which is great. Had a noon kickoff last week, a 2.31 this week. Going to get plenty of rest. Get ready for prime time here on uh, the following Saturday against Ohio State, which is just awesome. So I, I can't wait. I mean, I literally have been bugging you on every single show since the bowl game ended. And, hey, Notre Dame is a few hours away from being 4-0 and making this thing a top 10 battle i keep calling it the super bowl in south bend reality so i'm excited looking forward to chatting with everyone and uh, talking some notre dame football okay tim as i um continue to make sure i have all of this correctly um i'm gonna give you the floor you wanted to talk about when you were re-watching the nc state game you're charting the deep balls um you know can you you want to talk about that you're talking about the strength of the offense being you know tight ends and running backs yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, you know, one thing, you know, we always see this, you know, we always see the yards per pass, which is like, you know, one of the Holden stays one, he catches it basically two yards past the line of scrimmage runs 40 counts as a 40 yard pass. Well, there's always these little corny metrics analytic guys look like, and that's, you know, the, you know, the, you know, yards per, you know, yards per 
past, so to speak. God, I can't even think of the darn metric now that I'm thinking about it. What, you know, you know, the actual thing that they call it, but it's a, you know, where the ball's in the air, so to speak. So if they throw a screen to price and it's four yards behind the backfield, that passes negative four technically. And one thing I started charting is like, where is Hartman throwing the ball? Especially last game against NC State, who has a very good defense. So just started looking at that. And then it dawned on me. One of Nick Saban's, you know, his, his explosive plays for a run is 12 yards or more, passes 18. So I just went and charted every pass that was in the air for at least 18 yards. And first half, he was only one for four. The only one he hit was, was Jaden Greathouse. Sure, it counts as a 13-yard touchdown, but it was eight yards deep in the end zone. So you got 21 yards that the ball had to travel in the air. So I counted that. And then the two big passes to uh, Holden stays in the second half was 25 yards and 28 yards in the air, which he was two for two in the second half. But, um, yeah, they had a couple deep balls, some fades, two to Thomas and one to uh, Rico Flores. They just didn't connect on. All, you know, one of those was 18 and the other two were 30 plus yards in the air. So I found that interesting. And then obviously just keep circling back to what does that mean against Ohio State? Because they're going to play press on the outside. Coming back to what I talked about on Sunday night is how Hartman, he, he's kind of not, he doesn't care. It seems like, you know, it's saying that as in, I'm going to find the right guy out of the five and that's just going back to his you know attempts his you know his past how much he is throwing short and I think the big key going into the Buckeye game is him just controlling that underneath using stays the running backs Mike I'm, I'm counting Chris Tyree still in the backs you count Tyree and the running backs that's 20 receptions though I'm just using him because he's not playing as much as a traditional slot is with his numbers being so down so Tyree and the running backs in general, 20 catches between those guys, which I found interesting how much he's going to them this year as compared to the outside guys. So that was just a little, you know, just a little fun with numbers. I started looking at, you know, when looking at the explosiveness, because those are things people have talked about on Twitter, the message board about the outside receivers. And I think it's a, you know, you know, you could see how it is a real number, when going against the power five teams that have outstanding athletes as well at, at the defensive back position. Okay, Tim, I got to give you a quick round of applause for carrying me for the last five minutes. <laughs> I, I was watching your body language. So when I was like, I know I'm, I'm thinking I myself, I probably look perplexed and in like an idiot and people watching on YouTube are like, what the heck? So if you're listening via podcast, you obviously don't know about the snafu, but I, I click go live and we were talking for three minutes and everyone's like, Singer, why aren't you starting the show? And I'm like, uh, I thought I did. So never had that happen, but it's all we're good. good. So I had to go make sure everything, all my ducks were in a row and I think I got it together. So hopefully. Um, I think that's a really bad take on Colin Tyree running back. He, I mean, putting him on with running backs. I just threw him in there just just as you know to use his numbers because most of his catches have been. Tim, he's playing the third he, against NC State. He played the third most snaps of the receivers. God, it sure did. It's interesting. So you got to count him as a receiver. Yeah, it's still twenty-two snaps out of what? How many snaps did there? Uh, yeah, that's. But still, it's the third most of the receivers. I mean, they're rotating. No, no, I, guys I, well, that's going back to Mike, which I'd love to chat with the fans, Notre Dame fans about is obviously with Hartman, we're thinking wide open offense, Wake Forest, 
their pass attack was is so different than Notre Dame because it was, I mean, Sam Hartman, I God, I wish, you know, I, I forgot to message Tyler today, Tyler Horka, because he, I remember, did an article way back about, I think the last two seasons, uh, Hartman's, you know, pass, you know, passes in the air or aver- were averaged over 12 yards per pass. And, and that was number one in the NCAA the last two years. This year, you know, Hartman's in the nine yards. So you can see the massive difference, how so much more is underneath. And does that have to do with Tobias Merriweather not coming along? Colsey just out there blocking, it seems like. And then it's, you know, it's basically Jaden Thomas. So as the true outside guy. And, um, and I think this team is, you know, especially NC state, you know, you know, we watched North Carolina, excuse me, uh, Tennessee state and Navy, but when you watch NC state, really good football team, a defense hadn't given up 20 yards a game the last two years. It's funny what I think the last time they gave up 30 plus points was against Hartman and Wake two years ago. So that tells you about Sam Hartman's ability, but Notre Dame this year, is still their best football team is when they're in 12 personnel. And when you're in 12 personnel, that stays in Evans, two wide receivers, meaning Tyree is less, Tobias is left. Thomas, Thomas is out there a ton because he's mm-hmm. he's out there blocking like crazy. He's he's basically a third tight end the way they've been using him in the run game. I love so it. yeah. So with Tyree not still not getting a ton of snaps, it's still um interesting how this offense is going to evolve if they don't have a deep threat, you know, and I guess that, you know, some fans don't like, Oh, it's a deep threat, blah, blah, blah. It's, it just feels real though. Cause you know, obviously they don't have a Will Fuller. They don't have guys that could take the top off, but you still have to have a dude who could go catch a 40 yard fade and Hartman's airing it out 35, 40 yards in the air. And that just really hasn't happened. Okay. All right. I think I'm finally back to Zen. Here we go. Usually it takes like, to put together all the live show stuff, it you know, it's a good hour of my day. And because I really am particular and I have a process and I had to do it in about 35 I, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a lot of copying and pasting from what I did from the previous show and all, everything on the back end. But okay, I think we're I think we're back to focusing. Okay, Tim, we gotta go. I want to go through some comments real quick. Sure. Um Jeremy said something like, I guess everyone's ignoring my questions. I typed in the chat, Jeremy, what are your questions? He says, what if Georgia, Texas, Florida State, and Michigan all go undefeated? Does Notre Dame get snuffed from the playoffs if they also go undefeated? If that situation happens, Jeremy, dude, pigs will be flying, hella frozen over. Like, it's just not going to happen. There's not going to be five undefeated teams like this. It's just not going to happen. There's literally no chance. Yeah, if that happens, we're all going to Mars. I mean, it's college football, as we all I mean, that's why we love college football. College football is the ultimate unknown. It is crazy. It's upsets. It's this, it's that. I mean, I mean, let's just go back to what what basically what nine, ten games ago, whenever the heck it was against Clemson. Oh, less than that, obviously, but eight, seven or eight. But Notre Dame was unranked. Do, do we forget they were 20 days removed from Stanford? Clemson runs in their number four playoffs well in sight. Boom, done. Nobody in the national media expected that to happen. So there, there's always something crazy. It's college football. Yeah. I love it. And then I don't know if that was the question he really needed answered or thought Singer to shave his beard. I did. I did shave. I, it, I grows did. it grows It grows fast. 
Uh, Joe said, I don't know at what point Joe said this, but he said, Notre Dame fans don't listen to Tim. He's speaking too logically. <laughs> uh, Derek says, Mike Singer with the fresh shade. Yeah, see, it's already kind of it's going it's growing back. And then Mr. 2.0 um, says, uh, making me nervous literally <sighs> looking past this week. I mean, we can. Sure. Notre Dame better not, but I think yeah. we can because we expect Notre Dame to steamroll Central Michigan, but that's why you got to play the game. Yeah, and that's just going back to – I mean, this is an older football team too. Last year, a lot of first-time guys, you know, we, as much as we talk about Audrey Estime, he was a first-year player last year. Jaden Thomas didn't even come into his own until middle of the season. He was a redshirt freshman last year. You know, on I mean, there's there's so many players like that. So Blake Fisher was basically a redshirt freshman last year, coming back, getting experience. This, this there's a lot of experience on this Notre Dame football team this year. So I think those guys know those those ghosts that have taken place. And um, now they'll go because they know what lies ahead. They're not they're not idiots, right? You know, at least we hope not. Uh, they know what lies ahead, and they know it's the Buckeyes, Duke, Louisville on the road. And then the USC Roadshow comes to town. It's it's a heck of a schedule up ahead. Okay, Tim, one thing I wanted to do for today's show, and I forgot sure. to put on our show notes, is we haven't you know recorded one of our 60-second clips for, oh, wow. for the socials. It's been, oh, in, yeah. I think, before the start of the season. So can you give me 60 seconds on your – no, 45 seconds on your take for Hartman's Heisman chances? Do you think you can do that? Um, sure. What the heck? Yeah, we'll wing this. We'll wing this, right? Tim gets no time to prepare. All right, Tim. Yeah. Here we go. Notre Dame is off to a 3-0 start uh, in the 2023 season, blowing out Navy, Tennessee State, and handily beating NC State this past weekend. Uh, Sam Hartman's Heisman odds have gotten better after that win over the Wolfpack. Tim, do you think he actually has a shot to win the whole thing? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he's... He's got a great story. The Heisman uh, committee, those that vote, ESPN Game Day, Fox, all those people, they love stories. Sam, Sam Hartman has a story. And, and number one, he's the Notre Dame quarterback, the big six-year transfer. And Mike, he's got two of the biggest marquee football games in America coming up in the next five weeks. Ohio State at home, and then the reigning Heisman Trophy winner comes to South Bend as well, Caleb Williams. If Notre Dame wins those two, he's winning the Heisman. If he's one for one, he will be invited, I believe, to New York City. Okay, good job, Tim. I like it. Um, so let's dive into it a little bit more. Um, Hartman and his Heisman odds, Tim. So this was – let's pop this up on the screen here. This is the week one Heisman odds. So this was tweeted out by On3, okay. um, and it is not On3's odds. It This was what? A fan duel. So see the tweet here, August 28, right? So it's two days. This is going into week one, right? So Notre Dame had just beaten Navy. This picture of Hartman here for folks watching on YouTube where he gives the thumbs up. I feel like I've seen this a thousand times. Hartman is at plus 1,600, right? You got Caleb Williams at the top, Jaden Daniels, Quinn Ewers, Jordan Travis, Cade Klubnick. Uh, Yeah, I think you can get those odds pretty low if you still want Cade Klubnick. (laughs) And there you got Hartman at plus 1,600, uh, Michael Penix Jr., 1600 you know drake may jj mccarthy bonix okay let's now fast forward to september 12th so this is just yesterday 
Hartman now, this is now via Caesar Sportsbook. Okay, so different okay. sportsbook, but you know, they're all they're all fairly similar, except for they're not, which I'll get to that in a second. Caleb Williams odds have improved. Look at can you, Quinn Ewers has jumped up to plus eight hundred. Yeah. Um, Jordan Travis make. I mean, th- those three all make sense. Their teams are doing really well. And then old Sammy H yeah. plus nine hundred. And then I talked earlier. Actually, now I can't remember if I said this in our first go at this show or our second. Um, but uh, a guy I like in Dave Portnoy because I love his pizza review videos. He's absolutely fantastic from Barstool. You know, Barcelona has their own sports book. He dropped, and this tweet is from, okay, I keep talking about this bet. I had to place it. There's too much value. Um, Notre Dame is going to beat Ohio next week, and these odds will be cut in half. So that's what Dave Portnoy tweeted today. I guess Barstool Sportsbook still had plus 2,000 odds for Hartman. I'm assuming he placed that today. It could have been a few weeks ago he placed it, and he's just now sharing it. I don't know. But look at that. $10,000 bet. Dave Portnoy plays for Hartman to win the Heisman for a potential payout of 210 grand. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Tim, as you kind of look at these numbers, any other thoughts on Hartman for Heisman? Yeah. I mean, it's September. It's fun to talk about. It's meaningless. It, it, it really is. It's September. How many September Heismans are given out every year? A ton, but the path that he has moving forward is real. It, it just is real. Um, you know, someone just commented here, oh, no one's going to award the Notre Dame guy a Heisman. Well, no one – if he wins these big games, Notre Dame hasn't been in these situations. As great as Brady Quinn was, he was a Heisman finalist. He was top five two years in a row. He won the Maxwell Award as his senior year, but he had horrible losses. You know, his 2006 year, you know, they got destroyed by Michigan. And then obviously SC at the at uh, the end of the year in 06. He was a finalist in 05, but they had three losses, you know, or obviously with the, excuse me, two in the regular season with USC and then the forgotten loss of Michigan State. So if a Notre Dame quarterback is 11 and 1, 12 and 0, man, there it's, it, it's got to be up there. It just has to be because he's going to put up numbers, especially in these marquee games. So when I say Hartman for Heisman being real or, or fake, it's I believe it's real because of the situation he's in. Yeah. And if he goes and take, especially Ohio State, Ohio State's the first one. Notre Dame goes out and beats Ohio State. I've been watching Ohio State the last couple of nights. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's much more doable than I thought four weeks ago. Really, and then but then it's Caleb Williams, and then it's this. So the path is, is difficult as the whole season is for Notre Dame, but it's right in front of them to handle business. And he's going to, I mean, Mike, he's going into every single game outside of USC, the best quarterback on the field. Is he not? He, yeah. he, he He's the best quarterback on the field in every single game. And then he's top, he's number two in quarterback rating, quarterback pass efficiency. Notre Dame offense is number two in first downs or top 10 in yards per play, yards per point, yards per pass, all these stats that add up. And if they continue – especially against the meat of the schedule in the next month, it's real. And, but it starts next Saturday night. Yeah. I take my, my, uh, my older brother, his name's Ryan. He, um, he's kind of like my good barometer of what the public thinks. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just kind of like my, my, my average Joe buddy. And he's telling me, he's texting me and he played, he was a D one quarterback. 
And so he's not really an average Joe in that sense. But just like, again, the kind of the general take of what, you know, college football fans are thinking. And he's texting me and he's like, dude, Notre Dame is a legit, legit quarterback. And the media just is all over him, too. Everyone loves Sam. I think that might have part of this is that he's a really good looking quarterback who everyone knows around the country. And like you said, there's that feel good story. He comes to Notre Dame. Uh, You see all the good stuff he's doing with NIL. There's really good off the field stories for him too. And the the ribs ribs taking over. Someone posted on our message board um, today a really cool, cool story about, you know, some things Hartman's doing with, um, you know, a children's hospital, I believe it was. So yeah. he's an easy guy to root for. Tim, a couple more things on this, yeah. uh, but we are first going to hear from our sponsors over at B- Bird Dog. And as I pop this picture up on the screen, I'm, I'm literally chuckling. Um, but yeah, Bird Dog is, is definitely one of our best uh, sponsors here. Uh, they have slim fit, comfortable, flexible, and stretchy shorts um, that you can rock this summer and fall. Maybe even some stylish pants and polos, uh, like this polo I am wearing right here. It's not only physically cool, but it is um, figuratively cool as well. At least that's what my wife told me. You're going to want to check out today's sponsor, and that is Bird Dogs. Their shorts fit way better than the regular stuff you might be wearing, which is made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit uh, fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get that slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement go to birddogs.com slash bgi or enter promo code bgi uh, to get this hydro flask style water bottle with your order that i'm drinking right now um, out of so that's birddogs.com slash bgi or promo code bgi for that free hydro flask style water bottle you won't want to take your bird dogs off uh, we promise you so, Tim, I just wanted to pop this on. Just this was a week before the season started for Notre yep. Dame. Our bold predictions. Yep. I said eleven and one, and Hartman's going to be invited to New York. Now there is the caveat of listen, folks. It's Tennessee and State and Navy and a just a, you know, a a decent little ACC team in NC State. Sure, but that offense just looks convincing. I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. I I, I like. I like Sam Hartman to be invited to New York. I didn't specify whether he's going to win it or not, which doesn't matter. I just think he's going to get invited. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting point. And then um, the stats here, uh, 48 to 64, that's 75% completion, um, 10 touchdowns. That's got to be you know, tied for second best in college football. And that quarterback rating of 222.5 is pretty impressive so um yeah pretty good numbers um for sam hartman this season um yeah yeah. and it and it just keeps going back to you i mean it's it's up there because of the efficiency i mean obviously notre dame didn't play lights out opponents as we know the first two games yet they were so efficient and i think that got out there in the media what was it 12 drives 11 11 scoring drives in his first two games and then even last week, which is the craziest stat, you know, six three and outs, but six touchdowns. It's it's like wild, you know. And then when you think about all the possessions and the new clock rules, but Notre Dame out 15, 16 possessions because it was a crazy game and the turnovers and whatnot. But they got still got their plays in, a lot of yards and things of that nature. 
it, it's the marquee matchups. It's Notre Dame. It's prime time. And it's, it, it does start next week. I mean, seriously, Mike, if they beat Ohio State, Sam Hartman will be solidified in the top three the rest of the season. And it's gonna he's going to have a legitimate shot. Because if they beat Ohio State, I mean, this team this team's got to go eleven and one. They they have to. I mean, I mean that's just talking. If if they beat Ohio State, there's no way they're going to go. I, I know people like don't. Well, you got Duke, man. No, there's 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 no way. It's it's all it's, it's, it's almost like 2012 when they beat Oklahoma and then they just you know took care of business the rest of the way. So, so your point right. is not that they. It's not that they couldn't slip up. Sure, your point is more that if they beat Ohio State. It's, they're a really darn good team, and they're yes. going to beat everyone else. That's kind of your point, right? Yes, and, and and then you still got Sam Hartman, who's a six-year senior. You got all these fifth-year linebackers. You got Cam Hart's a fifth-year captain. You know, obviously Joel Alt is third-year starter. Zeke Carell's a fifth-year guy. You, you just got old dudes all over the place. You know, Botello. You know, obviously Baptiste, Nana, Howard Cross. There's a lot of old dudes on this football team, and I don't see them just hanging out, chilling. Because if I'm Marcus Freeman, the first thing I do is just put, put the scoreboard of Boston College 93 in everyone's locker. Like, you guys want to celebrate. This is what happened, you know, seven nights later. So, and I, I don't think that will happen. I think this team will be extremely focused moving forward. Not that they won't. Even if they lose, they still got the mojo. But the, the Ohio State thing just sets up. The, the season it just sets it up perfectly okay right, a couple super chats to get to trash said these refs were trash the nc state fans were trash your name is fitting my friend the irish weren't trash like and subscribe go to the shop good to you yeah um yeah refs are refs uh i wasn't at the game so i don't know about the nc state fans that rain definitely took them out of the game and yeah the, the irish were not trash uh, but with you being the, you know, having the name Trash, I will just take your word for it that you know Trash. Uh, my uh, my friend Hond, uh, he is a member of the, the Loose Moji board, is popping in for the show. He says, finally, love the show. Um, so I think he's saying finally he's getting to join live. He says, and this sets up perfectly for our next discussion topic. We're going to okay. talk about 2025 quarterback recruiting. And then we, we're going to get the Jack Sobel blue and gold beat writer. He's going to make his debut on our Notre Dame football show. Uh, but if you watch our Monday uh, Marcus Freeman press conference updates, Jack does a really good job. So we're going to get to Jack um, in in a few minutes or so. Um, so why not hold out for the Deuce Knights of the world? This is Hans' question. The portal is setting up Notre Dame nicely. Okay, so interesting point here. Um, so yeah, Notre to give kind of a quick recap. Notre Dame is really down to two quarterbacks in the 2025 class. It's Deuce Knight. Says he's listed at Nashville, Tennessee Lipscomb Academy. He's back at his old school uh, in Loose Dome, Mississippi. It's George County. It's, it's Deuce Knight, the number 39 overall player, number three quarterback. And it's Bear Bachmeyer, number 111 overall player, number nine passer in the 2025 class. And Tim, I don't think this is a secret to anyone who's followed quarterback recruiting for the Irish. I don't think this is a – I'm – 99% sure this is not a secret to Bear or Deuce. Notre Dame's basically said, we love both of you guys. We're going to take whoever wants it. And I think that I think it's a good strategy, Tim, if they truly do really, really like both quarterbacks um, and would be over the moon with either. Because part of this, what it does is 
it kind of puts the squeeze on and says, let's make make your choice. Who who really wants this rather than having a Dante Moore situation where it kind of gets dragged out for several, several months, and then you get left at the altar, and then you miss out. I really think Notre Dame could have had Jackson Arnold last cycle if they would have played their cards differently. I think they could have had Chris Vizina. Of course, Arnold, a five-star, who's the future at Oklahoma. Chris Vizina, uh, currently at Clemson. He was another big-time passer. I think ended up a five-star, at least per one outlet. Might have been on three. Um, I think they learned from that. Tim and I think they're, you know, like if this would have been the twenty three class, maybe they say bear, you know, we're gonna put you on hold and because we've been going after Deuce a lot longer or whatever. I think that they're just kind of Deuce is far from a guarantee. If you tell Bear no and you just go after Deuce, you 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 there's a good chance you lose both. So I I like this move and Tim, he's a really good player too, and we'll watch his film. Oh yeah, I mean let's just let's just talk about Bear and Zach. You're not getting chopped liver here. You're you're getting a top ten quarterback. You're getting a guy out of one of the outstanding high school football areas and leagues down there in the Marietta, Temecula, the I-15 of Southern California, the Riverside County, San Bernardino football region is is outstanding football. You know where they compete in. So yeah, you're getting a really good football player. So the whole question of hold out for deuce well is, is he that 100 percent more elite than bear you watch bears film and you're like this guy can play college football i mean he is good as could be and real quick going on your point as well mike is you know learning from the dot you know learning from the dante thing is was a little bit of last year as well with cj carr and julian saying where notre dame probably could have had either or and then but cj was just ready to roll early or Julian wanted to wait. Not that that was, as you know, that recruiting, it didn't really go that way, but CJ wanted to commit early. CJ Carr is a heck of a national quarterback. You take it. It's the same thing I feel in this situation of take, take the bear. I mean, if he's ready to roll, he comes out there. He loves it. If not the Mike Singer take of, if you tell bet, well, bear, you know, we want to see a little bit more, talk to you later. All right. I'll, I'll go to Stanford. I'll go to the, yeah. you know, Alabama, I'll go to whoever, you know, all the other programs. So you got you're, – you're picking between two top ten quarterbacks is, is the way I look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, Tim, I really think Notre Dame really screwed the pooch in 2023 quarterback recruiting, and they got lucky. They honestly yeah. just got lucky. Minchie, Minchie, they got lucky landing Kenny Minchie. They did. They – I, I talked to all sorts of sources. I remember talking to Kenny the day before he announced his commit, day or two before he announced his commitment. And I remember asking him, I'm like, what was Notre Dame's contact with you like? And he was like, you know, that Coach Reese checked in with me once a week. You know, you would hear from Chad Freeman. They just kind of checked in, kept kept it warm. Um, you know, because Notre Dame offered him in late July, late, trying to flip him from Pitt. He had committed to Pitt in April. They offered him right before the August dead period. So it was just like the timing it was just not great. And then just kind of kept in touch. That's the good thing that Notre Dame did. But Minchie basically decided Pitt's not great. I, I want to go to Notre Dame more than something that Notre Dame did amazing. Because they came in late. Oh, yeah. Right before the start of his senior year. That is extremely late for quarterback recruiting. So all that to say. You know, we look at 23 quarterback recruiting and say, 
yeah, they almost had Dante, but they ended up with a really good one in Minchie. I'm telling you, they could have landed, you know, I don't think, you know, the, the Dante thing is a different discussion for a different day diving into that, but I really think they could have Vizina if they would have offered him earlier. They definitely could have had Jackson Arnold, and then they ended up with a really good one. But, Tim, do you remember that cup of coffee moment where they were looking at flipping like a UCLA baseball commit? Like as their quarterback, yeah. it was looking dire. And then they, they, they got Minchi, thankfully. Uh, and he looks really good, too. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, uh, that yeah, UCLA guy, he was a good athlete. I remember that UCLA guy now. He was good. At, he was a very good, good athlete, athlete, but. Yeah. But no, I know. He's not, beat out New Mexico State. I know. I know. He was a Notre Dame. I remember watching this. I'm like, man, he's a good athlete. I don't think he's a Notre Dame quarterback, but good looking high school player. No, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so that's that's Bear Bachmeyer. I logged a prediction um, for him to commit to Notre Dame earlier this week. I did a video with Darren Pritchett on that. Um, Bachmeyer visits Notre Dame this weekend, and I think that there's a decent chance that you know he he visits and and he falls in love with it. That's kind of the big thing. What? Let me ask you a quick question. I remember reading one of your articles or interview with him. What's the? There's a. I don't want to say a connection, but his, is it his grandfather? Yeah. yeah, late grandfather grew okay. up watching. Uh, I believe late grandfather. Now that I mentioned that, uh, uh, but yeah, grew up watching Notre Dame games with with him, and I know that's something that was important to him growing up. So, yeah. uh, quite the athletic family. Um, Very. Hank Hawkmeyer, you know, quarterback at Boise State, and now he's at Louisiana Tech. Um, I actually had sent Bear a article that i wrote because i interviewed and wrote on hank because that's what i was back with when i was covering oregon state and colorado recruiting them both i believe so i, I actually sent a bear and i was like sent him an article when i was at rivals and wrote an interview it was back what 2015 or so and he thought that was pretty cool and then middle brother tiger which for folks watching on youtube he's got the longer hair um you know and he's a i believe he's even maybe contributing right now over at stanford um, and, and he was an impressive uh, class of 2023 wide receiver. And then you got Bear. Um, so, yeah, you go get the Bear, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll be a, a really good like leader for Notre Dame's recruiting class. I, I think that would be a really nice get um, for the he, Fighting Irish. Yeah, and you know, and, you know, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again as we wrap up. It's you know, people always wonder about you know, competition. The competition he's playing in is outstanding. So it's like a, a step below Trinity League, right? But not a big. Oh God, yeah. I mean, the Trinity League is you know, is Division One college football. All those guys, it's it's crazy. But it, yeah, it's all public schools. 
but the public schools he plays in his league alone, it's Norco, which is Corona, uh, Riverside County for those who, who know Southern California, outstanding division one football players where Toby Gerhardt went, the great Stanford okay, finalist. And then Corona Centennial, who's a national top 25. Mickey? Is that where Mickey? Yeah, Mickey went there. Mickey went and McKinley, Jalen mm-hmm. McKinley, the wide receiver. Great. I mean, they five, six guys a year go division one out of that high school. So these are the guys he's playing. He's, yeah. he's already played Rancho Cucamonga, great high school football program in the Inland Empire. And he's got San Clemente, great program at you know, the edge of Orange County, North San Diego right there, outstanding football. So he is playing really good football, putting up really good numbers. And you watch his film. He, he's a talented, and, and you know me, I love Southern California quarterbacks. Notre Dame has a long, long history of great California quarterbacks. So I, I'm, I would be hyped. So I hope people yeah. are excited that if he comes aboard Notre Dame yeah. in this class. Yeah, it's it's no lock that it happens. Notre Dame, who knows? They could end up with Deuce still. I, you know, um, but if they get Bear Bachmeyer, yeah, that would be that'll be a pretty sweet pickup. Tim, I was just about to tell you because I want to address this another comment or another sure. sentence in Hans' question. I was gonna, you know, give you. I was gonna Tim, give me a quick sixty seconds on this. And I remember this YouTube comment we got the other day where this doofus is like. Um, singer, I really don't like when you tell your co-host to, to limit them. That's so rude. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I watch ESPN and the host will be like, you got 10 seconds. Cause we got to move along. I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is some crazy thing I'm doing that we got to move the show along. But, um, anyways, yeah, we Tim, don't do four hour shows. Those are way too long. I can't, I couldn't talk that long. Tim. Yeah, I don't have enough water to, no. to sit here and, and drink to keep me hydrated for that long. Um, okay, I don't know if you've heard my take or if I've discussed this with you. So I want, and I know I'm kind of dropping a bomb on you, and I'm going to ask you to answer it shortly. So you know, do with what you will. But we got to get this ad, and then we're going to bring on Jack. Sure. But I've kind of had the, I've changed my take on like quarter transfer portal quarterback recruiting for Notre Dame, and like why not just be the quarterback? portal destination now like yeah at some point you want to develop your guys but if the whatever quarterback is out there right now who's going to end up in the transfer portal and could lead Notre Dame next year he sees what Sam Hartman's doing the NIL deals these success on the field maybe Hartman goes from being a seventh round to an undrafted guy if he would have came out this past season to now bumps up to the fourth or fifth round like, what if Notre Dame uses the Sam Hartman project to now become quarterback transfer portal U? Um, I don't know, like, what that does to high school quarterback recruiting. That's a, I don't know. That's, uh, you would imagine, not very good. But um, thoughts on that, Tim? I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of a thought I've I've had. Yeah, it's, um yeah, and yeah, obviously it's the second one in three years. You throw in Jack Cohn, who is, Played in a Rose Bowl, goes to Notre Dame, wins 11 football games, you know, throws for over 500 yards in his last game. So he had an outstanding season, you know, came in to be the, you know, the one-year player, which he was the same as Hartman. It's a, man, it's going to be a fun conversation as as the season goes on, thinking about next year. Obviously, I've, I've, you know, I've said I I truly believe they're going to do it again. I just, I just do because of the youth, unless – you know, they, and it's, it's, it's interesting because yeah. Freeman, as I've said, he loves that word experience. He just does. 
but at the same time, yeah, when I mean, when it's when do you play a Brady Quinn, a Jimmy Clausen again as a freshman? When do you hand them the reins as a sophomore, you know, and just say it's your program, take over? You know, how does that happen? It it has to be a dude, which means a Minchie, a CJ Carr, a Bear when he comes along, if he comes to Notre Dame, whoever you get in 25. It's almost like they gotta show up, show out instantly as a freshman and just yep. be like, yeah, that's a guy I know I could I could give the ball to. And then and then maybe sprinkle in him into some games like they did Buckner in 2021 to prepare him. So right. You know, they're I you know, I don't think they're gonna do that this year. And you don't think and, they're gonna do what? Sprinkle in Angeli or Minchie, okay. unless it's just a blowout. I don't I don't think they're gonna do that. I think Hartman's the guy. So right. It's a that's an interesting take, Mike, and that's definitely something. Obviously, we're going to talk about this a thousand and two times between now and in the bowl game of what's going to happen. But you're right. If if there's another Sam Hartman, if there's another, you know, Caleb Williams transferred, all I mean, you know, Kyler Murray. I mean, there's so many guys that have just transferred. I mean, look look at the quarterbacks they're going to play this year. Tons of transfers. You know, even Brandon Armstrong is an outstanding athlete and good quarterback in his own right. So if there is someone out there that has those qualities, you know Freeman's going to take a look and contact him. Yeah, I love this comment from Just One Andy Gallup. That's what we're doing with kickers now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, okay, my, my thought, Tim, is basically, so you have Hartman. Now you look at your young quarterbacks. Are any of them ready? Do we believe that they are ready to go for 2020, the next year, right? Next year. If not, no, go get a transfer quarterback. How many, like at some of these backup, or excuse me, at some of these like power fives colleges, how many backups are like a junior or a senior at the school they signed with, right? If Pine is at Notre Dame, if Buckner's at Notre Dame, you're a junior, senior, and you're not starting, you are transferring. Yeah. Go try to start somewhere else. Now, Pine got got hurt. He's not starting at Arizona State. Buckner's the number two, three guy at Bama. But they weren't going to stick around just to sit on the bench. So I feel like that's just kind of football now. like. Or let me throw this out. It's a uh, transfer just, or your freshman is a stud or your sophomore is a stud and you're going with them. Like it, there's not really a lot of waiting your turn anymore. Tim, but, no, like, you, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, do you, I, I was just thinking of Hudson card. So do you take a Hudson card? Obviously he played a little bit because of some injuries to Quint Ewers, but do you, I'm, I'm just using him as an example. Do you take a highly ranked guy like a Hudson Card who who's basically sat on the bench for two years? He's going into his junior year. Do you take do you take him over what's on your team already? You know what I mean? Do you take yeah. a Hudson Card saying, you know what? He hasn't really started much. And once again, people, I'm just using him as an example right. of someone who sat for two years. I don't know. Where's he at? Purdue? Is he starting this year? Purdue? I haven't even seen Purdue stats at all, so I'm not sure. So it's um it's 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 interesting to see, or do you take a flyer on someone like that, that, you know, okay, he's going to be a junior. We, you know, we could give him the ball or the transfer is going to be Jack Cohn, who was a starter, took you to a Rose bowl. Sam Hartman took Wake Forest, Wake Forest of all programs, the ACC championship. You know, we're not going to have six year seniors anymore, but those things are going to, you know, you know, the fifth year guys will be more, I think there's one more year of this six year stuff, but um right. You know, do you take a Sam Hartman as a fifth-year guy in two years? It's it's going to happen because quarterbacks just 
they fly around like crazy. Yeah, they, they just do. That's one position that just leaves on the dime. And part of why, if I'm like a Notre Dame or any school that's kind of going with the method that maybe I'm throwing around, is you don't. I would kind of feel bad with that method, but these kids can transfer one time free. Yes. And then they can transfer again if they get their degree. So they yeah. get two free time trans, yes. you know, free transfers. The days of a kid sitting out a year, it's very rare. But I think that kind of wraps up that discussion, Tim. Um, we're going to read a quick ad and then we're going to bring on Jack Sobel, um, Blue and Gold Beat writer, to talk about some of this stuff. And uh, I want to ask Jack about his, if he has any takes on that whole, you know, potential quarterback um, transfer you um, discussion. But first, I want to talk to you about the ticket buying process, folks. It can be stressful at times. You get a once you find that event you want to go to, you got to get the seats you want. You got to go through the purchase process. It can be stressful, especially if you're like me and you are finding tickets at the last minute. But it really shouldn't be that stressful. And I want to introduce you to our newest sponsor. That's Game Time. GameTime.co, folks. It's not .com. GameTime.co. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute ticket deals so you can relax and get hyped for the fun you're going to have at that event. And with the promo code BGI, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Again, folks, BGI, and they will guarantee that you'll get the lowest price or you will be refunded 110%. You don't need to plan months in advance since they have deals right up to game time. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code uh, BGI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use promo code BGI for $20 off your first purchase. We'll go ahead and bring in Jack Sobel. Uh, Jack, meet Tim. Tim, meet Jack. I don't know if you guys met before, maybe discussed some things on the message board, but here we go. Tim. Yeah. Welcome, Jack. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. So Jack did a phenomenal. Jack just, I mean, he gets hired. When, Jack, did you start in March? Uh, June, <clears throat> June 5th June? Was, uh, was day one. Okay, so June 5th, that was three months ago. I thought it was six months ago because Jack uh, just hit the ground running and his boy Tyler is in, in here gassing him up. You love to see it. Um, Jack has hit the ground running so much and uh, much kudos to Tyler. I, I'm sure Tyler did a really good job of, of you know getting you prepared. But yeah, for 100%. you to go from yeah, June 5th. Yeah, Irish Invasion. That's when I got to meet you um to uh or i guess that was june 4th and then yeah you you started that monday to where i mean really a phenomenal job so make sure you guys follow jack at jack Sobel 56 so he did a really good job covering fall camp he does the monday marcus Truman press conference update with me um and uh, making his wednesday night debut so jack did you have any takes on the whole quarterback transfer you discussion do you think that's i can i kind of like the idea of you know you see what you have with your young guys you go to them if you believe that they're better than what's out there in the transfer portal market. I don't know. It's, it's just an idea I'm throwing around. What do you think about it, Jack? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an interesting idea. And like, you know, my instinct is to say, well, a Sam Hartman doesn't come, come along every year, but then again, you have, you know, Michael Penix Jr. Bo Nix out on the West coast kind of do. <laughs> playing <laughs> outstanding football right now. I, and you have, you have Caleb, Caleb Williams who's, who's different. That's a rare case he was playing, but, but his coach left for USC. But you also have to think that those like that like those are three of the many 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 quarterbacks in the transfer portal, and I, I think I think Mike, there's something to be said about like if 
even if we got we got a guy coming in uh, like a CJ Carr, and we don't feel great about our two quarterbacks, I'm I'm not saying this is what Notre Dame's roster is right now because I, to be honest, like I I liked what I saw from Steve Angeli in fall camp. I have I heard nothing but good things. We we didn't see Kenny Minchie do a ton in fall camp because uh, we didn't see the threes much, but we we've heard nothing but good things about Kenny Minchie. I uh, and. But but if you're if you're internally and you're thinking you know maybe we don't feel great about these guys in the immediate future, then you try to get a guy. But I don't think I think abandoning high school high school quarterback recruiting would be a step too far because then what happens if you whiff? Then then you know nothing. Yeah, I mean they would I don't they would never abandon it, but it, it, they might damage high school recruiting. Yeah, but that's part of that you got to do a good sales job for so it's it's a theory. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's if, interesting. If I were Notre Dame, like I, I wouldn't, I also wouldn't shy away from like, you know, we, we like Angeli, we like Minchie. We think there's a chance car could be ready right away. Just like, don't give the job to anyone outright three-way competition. I, I think if, you know, if I had to, if a, like, I'm not the one deciding, but if I was, and I had to decide now that that's probably the route I'd go. Okay. Um, me, Mike, 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 let me just throw a quick, a quick little wrench in this since, I think we could assume, and you know, never want to say the word assume, right? But you could assume you're going to have three quarterbacks, right, on the roster. Are you going to be, have the ability to have a four? So if you bring an older guy in, you know one of the three young ones for is sure. going to go for yep. sure. So do you just do you just do that moving forward, and you just keep it going like we're you know you know we're going to just constantly throw a third one in the wrench, and the one that leaves is the one we're, you know, we're maybe okay with. Tim, going back to when Marcus Freeman took the job, remember I, I had said like, this is the, I would point to, um, oh my gosh, what was the special teams coordinator last year? Uh, the guy who's with the Colts, Brian Mason. Mason. I point to what Brian Mason did. I was like, what he's doing at kicker where he's bringing in like all these grads, yes. he's bringing all these transfers, let the best man win. Like that is very much when Freeman worked for fickle, like that was the fickle thing was like, we're going to bring in the most competition and let the best man win. Like it, it's a cutthroat kind of deal. Dude, I think that's basically what Notre Dame might do at quarterback. Like, and you can, you can transfer out easily. So it's not like Notre Dame screwing over those guys. Like this is happening elsewhere. Oh gosh, Andrew. No, it's a real conversation. It's, you know, yeah. it's one that's going to go on all year. Andrew says, would it surprise me if I transfer back? I would be shocked if that happened. Um, yeah. That's L- a fair, Mike. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, appreciate the five undefeated teams. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I would say not. crazier things have happened, but I don't really know if they have. Right. <laughs> uh, Jack, so J.D. Bertrand might be out day-to-day from Freeman in, in Thursday. I'm sure he'll get asked about this in a short press conference, but – Thoughts on what Notre Dame might do at linebacker if Bertrand's out on Saturday? Hope I mean, hopefully, and then you, you hope he's back for for uh, you know the Ohio State game. Obviously, should be, but not that they really would need him for Central Michigan. But just curious, your thoughts on what Notre Dame might do at the linebacker spot if Bertrand is out? Yeah, I think the immediate the immediate answer is Kaiser starts at Mike. I like Kaiser has been playing Mike. You know, he and Snead have have played at the same time. I and Notre Dame. Typically, you know, in, in non-Navy games, I, I I couldn't, I was looking earlier, I couldn't find the exact stats uh, and the Navy game would warp it anyway, but my estimation would be they're like 75, 80% nickel. Uh, yeah. And that, 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 that's what makes Bertrand's injury. Obviously you, you wish it didn't happen, but that's what makes it easier to swallow. 
because you're perfectly comfortable starting, you know, Kaiser at Mike, Leofau at Will, rotating Snead in, uh, and Snead's perfectly capable of playing Rover when when they bring a third linebacker in. I I also think like Bertrand's injury kind of makes you makes you think like, well, we were they they were two in they they were two injuries away from having to from having to play, you know, Drake Bowen or Jaden Osbury real real snaps on defense. Now they're one injury away. If the Central Michigan game goes the way I think it's going to go, which I think is going to be about like the Navy game went, I would almost like get Bowen and Osbury in there at the start of the second half, kind of like they did with Angelia on offense, where they get those two in there with the rest of the first team defense, have them operate the first team defense and see, you know, it, not not necessarily see if they're capable because this would be for a situation where you need them to play anyway, but just get them some work at it in case that situation arises sooner than later. Tim, you in agreement with Jack? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that's uh, that's a great point. You know, let Bowen, you know, you know, let Drake play next to Marist or let you know Osbury play next to Kaiser. I mean, it's going back to what we've been talking about for months is. These, you know, I've been saying it forever. These fifth-year linebackers, everyone wants to talk about the young guys. Those guys ain't sitting on the bench. They got too much experience. Too, I mean, they've been around. I mean, they've seen everything, and they're playing lights out this year. Especially Maris is playing lights out in these three games. So, yeah, I, I think that'd be awesome if they could get a couple of those young guys with the fifth-year guy in there, rotate a little bit, and then, I mean, this defense is top ten, top fifteen in like every single national category. So if they go out and handle business kick butt right from the get-go, get some of these guys in and let them play the whole second half. Um, another topic here, you know, we, we obviously talked a lot about um, Sam Hartman's, you know, the, the potential Heisman candidacy, but uh, Tyler tweeted out a video. We're not going to play for the sake of time, but um, Hartman was asked about his Heisman campaign and Hartman mentioned the O-line Tight ends, Audrick Estime, the receivers, Parker, Gaduli, Freeman, scout team, and Notre Dame sports nutritionist um, before, or I guess he didn't even mention himself like, Jack, just thoughts on Hartman and interviewing him, just your general, how he's kind of handled himself. Seems like a really, like a pro's pro. I mean, he is coming up on 42 years old, so he's obviously been there before. Um, Kidding. Um, but yeah, thoughts on getting to know Hartman a little bit, Jack. I mean, he is about, I think, 22 months older than me. So there's, so there's that, I, but I, no, I, I think Hartman is, is a, he's, he's very much media trained, you know, he's been there. He's, he's been in this position for six years. He was uh, the wake. I, I, I would assume, you know, the media at Wake Forest is not as, as prevalent as, as it is here, but I mean, there is media. He talked, he talked to the media for five years there. I, and he's obviously, prepared to to deal with talking to reporters he he will never talk about himself no matter how much we asked him we asked him I, I, was, I was joking on twitter like the person who gets hartman to talk about himself first should win some sort of award or like win some kind of bet or something because it, it's it's get it's getting to this point where like you know he he's asked about you know his high potential heisman campaign and he's just rattling through the through the list but he also said he also said like yeah you know I think in 2021, people, you know, brought up, brought up the H word, I, I, I guess at, at Wake Forest. And, you know, he, he, he reads stuff. He, he's, 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 he admitted like he's aware of it, but you know, he's, he's going to credit his teammates first and foremost, and he's not really going to focus on it. I don't think. Tim, any thoughts? 
No, I was just yeah. His wake in twenty twenty one was outstanding. I think he was ended up being, I believe, the second team all conference queue. But I mean, they were top ten until they lost. God, I want to say the shootout against North Carolina, like 55-52 or something crazy, I think was their first loss. So, yeah, Hartman was in some of that, you know, especially the October-ish because uh, Wake was like 8-0, 9-0 until they lost. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when he mentioned that, I did listen to his press conference last night. And, you know, when he talked about, yeah, I've been there, I've been through this before. And, you know, it just shows, once again, his experience. He's been through so many things already as a college football player. So, that's what goes back to making next week so much fun with Notre Dame playing the Buckeyes with an old man at Q. Old man Hartman. <laughs> um, okay, uh, super chat real quick from Chris. He says, higher ceiling, Minchie and Angeli. Uh, Sam, do you want to comment on that? Well, since I've said uh, Freeman's bringing in a QB transfer for 24, I'll stick to a QB transfer for uh, 24. Jack, do you have any thoughts on this? Not really. Like I, I, I haven't seen Minchie enough to confidently say Pierre Angeli has the higher ceiling. I, but you know, again, from what we saw in Angeli in fall camp, like he looked good. He, from what from what we saw in the Tennessee State game, I, I wrote about it for the site. Like he, he obviously wasn't perfect. I, like he, he played like someone. I. <laughs> He played like someone in his in his first you know college action, but you know he played he showed enough to the point where I'm I would be warm on giving on giving him a shot during the starting job next year. Yeah, I love everybody saying yeah we know who Singer's picking in this QB situation. Look, I, I, I you guys know I'm very fond on Angeli, and um, but the uh, I don't I would say I don't know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to pick I don't know. Because uh, Minchie's really good, too. I think they're just both pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, Alex says, look for Jalen uh, Daniels at Kansas next year. Yeah, I mean. For a transfer? Yeah. He might be. Yeah, he might be done, but correct. Is he a fifth-year senior? or I, I have no idea. That uh, You know, all, yeah. all these NCAA rules, it's like people yeah. just keep playing, it seems like. Uh, it's also hard to it's very hard to predict at this point like who's going to hit the portal you just you just never know yeah yeah Daniel uh, appreciate, Pro. appreciate the super chat Alex Kevin no water boy mention uh, but going back to the uh the tweet Hork had put out about Hartman I thought that was funny uh and then uh Mr. Dorito says I think Mike Singer would make a great transfer quarterback for Notre Dame Heisman caliber potential yeah you got the um, hype for it I, I do. I'm surprised Hartman didn't put me on his list about, you know, the Heisman campus. But, um, yeah. So, um, one other thing that you, you posted really interesting this week at Blue and Gold was um, you said you had a, like a, what was it, an NFL, a NFL draft yeah, scout I, friend? Or? I, a, a good friend of mine uh, is uh, is an not, not, not amateur, like he gets paid for it, but it, his, his kind of side hustle is doing – NFL draft analyst, you know, I've, analysis. You know, I've, I've known him for for a while. He's he's written, I he he's written for some uh, outlets like SB Nation, uh, Draft Wire with USA Today for a while. I, but I, but you know, he he knows his stuff, and and he texted me like he texted me the other night, like, you know, I I didn't he he didn't think he would go pro at at before the season uh, after this season, but you know, based on SMA's start to the season, like he wanted to watch him for the first time the other night. So I'm like, all right, let me know what you think. I, and I, I don't know if you can pull up 
pull up what he said, uh, what I posted on the board, but you know, he, he was pretty fond of estimating. He gave him a, a he said early day three for, for, for uh, when he could get drafted. It, obviously it's very early, but that's what, that's his first take. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I posted on that in the balloongold.com message board. I won't pull it up just to, you know, give little people a reason to go subscribe and please do yeah. um, at blueandgold.com. Um, yeah. Always good stuff. Jack and, and Tyler do a fantastic job covering the team. And I think, Myself and Kyle do a pretty darn good job on the recruiting side of things. And you get insight from Hyde on there as well. So, uh, and conversations with thousands of other um, Notre Dame fans. Tim, what do you think about Audric Estime and his, um, you know, NFL potential? The running back position 20 years ago, you could go, you know, top five. Like, what was it? Ronnie Williams or, um, yeah, no, Ronnie Brown. Sorry, I'm yeah. a Dolphins fan. I called yeah, him. Yeah, the Auburn Ronnie guys. Brown and Cadillac Williams, both from Auburn, go in the top five. Um, yeah, those days are gone, but what do you think about estimates draft stock? Yeah. You can go back to Kijana Carter. What was that? 94, 95. He, you know, the, you know, the Heisman finalist Penn state goes what one or two in the draft plays the first snap in a preseason game, blows his knee out. Yeah. Teams are like, Whoa, what are we doing here? Giving these guys this money. No running back is, um, yeah, they got some dudes. Got some dudes. I keep saying I just want to see Love get double-digit carries. Just God, I want to see that guy get carries. He is, he yeah, he's unbelievable. The more you watch him, it's like he's not just an outside zone stretch guy. He's he's a running back. That guy's legit. But with estimate, it, you know, with running backs, I know with NIL comeback. But man, do you just do what Kyron Williams did? Do you do what Josh Adams did? Do you do with so many other running backs? And you just strike by the air and hot, hot, meaning bam. If you're a two-year starter, you're a junior, do you just go to the NFL and you just fight like crazy to try and get to that second contract right. or to make as much money as you can in the NFL? Because the NFL is obviously real money. Is I mean, I mean, what's he really getting in NIL if he came back for a senior year? So dude, who knows? Exactly. No, I, I agree. So 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 Jack's buddy says ah, I could see him going sixth, seventh round. What is that? Two hundred fifty thousand. I don't know. Well, I'll I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll say like he, he said early day three, so that that would be like round round four. I I, I think I think is, is what he told me. Yeah, I think I mean you know estimate could be a good solid in the box. Go get you a three and a half four yards of carry NFL type guy, and uh, you know obviously coming out of Notre Dame he'll have you know block in. He's you know good person. All those things that come with being a Notre Dame football player head in the NFL. So. Yeah, I mean, I could see him definitely making a roster and playing. So I would not be surprised if he if he leaves. I mean, I've, I've predicted it forever. I, I think he is going to go because I think you have to you have to give it a shot. You know, when you're when you're a junior, especially he's a two year player, he's going to have what four hundred carries. You know, three fifty. What you know, whatever the number is. You know, I, I don't know what his total number was last year. So look that up compared to let's say he gets two hundred this year. Those are wear and tear, and if you're a running back, you just got to go. You got to go. I just wonder if there's like that dollar amount that's like if you get this in NIL, then you stay. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. This is college football nowadays. Yeah. Um, but so, as Notre Dame fans, uh, I'm sorry, Jack. I was gonna say, but as Notre Dame fans, with the way recruiting is gone, it's almost like. Uh, we love you, estimate, but I want to see these guys. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Know? And it, but that's true. It's. You know, he leaves, and then you got these other guys. And we haven't even talked. I mean, we haven't yeah. even mentioned the two running backs coming in this class in months. Those guys are outstanding. So it, the running back room is not going down 
one inch next year. I mean, they're 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 going to be loaded again. Jack. Yeah, no. What I was going to say is like, I, I think what what helps estimate with his stock right now is like the a a that that he showed that his hands have improved. I like my 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 friend said like he he's not like uh, he 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 won't like run some of the more complicated routes for you, but you're not going to need him to. He can he can catch the ball. That's that's what's most important for him. And the other thing is the long speed he showed, like the buildup speed against NC State, where he's, he's outrunning defensive backs down the field. I, I think that's that's very that's very important for him. That, you know, in combination with the power, what what would, what would be working against him coming back? I think is the is the longevity issue that running backs face. Like NFL teams want guys coming in who don't have a ton of a ton of mileage, a ton of uh, that many carries in in college. Uh, you know, being there for more than three years, uh, like. There's a chance, like, like obviously, you talk about the disaster scenario of him coming back and, and getting hurt, God forbid. But I, but there's also the scenario like adding 200 more carries. Like, if he doesn't markedly improve, you know, his short area burst, which that's that's a tough thing to improve. Like, how much, how how much, if anything, could next year help his draft stock? Oh, great seven points. Million. You know, or, or excuse me, seven figures could be like you know, so that yeah. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting thing with like Kyron Williams. It's you know he played just a pinch last year, was banged up as his you know his rookie year, and now look at him this past week he had two touchdowns. So you know his, that's what you just do with running back. The running backs in the NFL, I know the contract talk was fascinating to follow this summer. All these guys fighting for all these millions, and the owners are like, well, "I'll just go get another guy." You know they, no one wants to pay these crazy salaries to running backs because it's. Man, you're you're just a snap away. They've also seen like the the Todd Gurley contract, which I think the Rams had to get out of like before year two, maybe even kicked in. The the Ezekiel Elliott contract, I think the like the the Cowboys had a huge amount of dead money. Like it was a six year deal. They might have cut him after after year one or two. And like teams see that and like they're they're like they're they're they say to guys like you know Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, like we love you, but. Like it's just not good business to to give you that contract right now. They, they yeah. got to do what's best for the franchise. Yeah, excellent insight from Jack Sobel, folks. Uh, we'll have him more on our Wednesday show, and again uh, every Monday uh, he joins us to break down Marcus Freeman's press conference. And then uh, when he and Tyler are on the, you know, whether it's a Notre Dame home game or if they're both at the road game, um, they'll they'll do a uh, post game we call it stand up yeah. reaction video, Tim. Yeah, I was going to say, I have one question for Jack since Tyler's not on tonight. Obviously, you're in South Bend. Are you starting to hear it? Are you starting to feel it? What's going to happen next week? The Ohio State game? I, yes. Not not, not yet. a ton. I, I also, I to, to be fair, I haven't been out much on campus I because I've, I've basically just spent Monday through Thursday writing. But, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try to walk around I, – before the Central Michigan game. Oh, thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. I, I, I'll, I'll try to walk around before the Central Michigan game, and I'm, I'm sure you know there, there will be a bit of a buzz. Like you know, the, the team, and, and I'm going to write about this for the magazine. Like the, the team is very much focused on you know we're not overlooking Central Michigan. Freeman said like we'd be crazy to overlook yep. Central Michigan. Everyone else on the other, on the other hand, is very much overlooking Central Michigan. Looking forward to the Ohio State game, they, as, as I think everyone probably should be. Folks, please do follow Jack on at JackSobel56. Jack, really appreciate you joining us tonight, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Jack Sobel really does a fantastic job. I'm, I messaged our guys today, uh, Tyler, Jack, and um, Kyle, and I was like, guys, I am so freaking 
proud to be on your team. Now, would I take loose emoji over all of you, including myself? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but otherwise, I am like these guys seriously are. It's a fantastic young team um, of writers that we have at Blue and Gold. And they're all really, really good on YouTube. Jack's fantastic. Tyler's an absolute superstar. Kyle, you know, fills in on the post game show Saturday and he was a stud. I was like, Kyle, breaking down the O line play. I was like, I didn't know you had it in you, Kyle. Really fantastic. Yeah. Um, w Jack for sure. Um, Tim and Mike, remember the crazy YouTube comment from the summer? The guy was saying the Chippewas would do better than Notre Dame this year. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I kind of do. That sounds. Yes. Really yes. That's funny. Tim, I got four comments start up. Sure. Um, go ahead. And then we're going to sign off. Tim, do you remember like December? Maybe there's like three weeks in December where, you know, Notre Dame is going to take a transfer quarterback. And we just got every show. It's like, what about this guy in the transfer portal? What about this guy in the transfer portal? Or just like, I don't know. I mean, we got he's got to enter the portal first, and then we got to see if Notre Dame's even interested. Like, so, Chris, I, I appreciate the question, but like, we'll, we'll go down a crazy ride. And, and real quick, I'll do you give a quick thirty with Malik Murphy, great SoCal Catholic League out of Gardena, Sarah, outstanding, outstanding quarterback but that's going back to my my point that i was talking about 15 minutes ago do you take a malik murphy who's been in a texas for two years hasn't played come into notre dame and that's your guy it's, it's got to be a grad i don't think we do i don't it think has to do. be a grad transfer in my opinion tim i agree i you know not only is it difficult for notre dame to get undergrads in but i think you bring in what's marcus Schumann's favorite word again tim experience so experience. but yeah appreciate the comment chris um, you know what, Tim? Are you having a two tigers post game for Notre Dame beats the Buckeyes? I'm out of two tigers. I would like more two tigers. I I I have some two tigers. I got I had a I had a couple big shipments come my way. I will definitely have a a two. I love that number two, by the way. I will have two tigers for sure. And I'm I'm you know what, man? It's still far out, but I I, I watched Ohio State. The last couple nights, I've stayed up late, starting to watch them. You know, just to you know, just get a feel for them. McCord's got an arm, by the way. That dude could throw. But man, I if Notre Dame's going to beat Ohio State, it's going to be this year. Tim, if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, man, life is going to be so good. Uh, I mean, the YouTube is going to go crazy. The board is going to be brilliant. I mean. The recruiting is going to be marvelous. Just the vibes will be outstanding. Tyler, I'll, I'll let no. you know if, what, if there is Ohio State buzz when I'm at the back or on Friday, but that buzz might be too, uh, <laughs> might be tough to differentiate between from my beer buzz. So, no, but seriously, Tyler, it's like, man, you know, obviously he was there last year for the Clemson game, but that was an unranked Notre Dame. You know, Tyler obviously went to the Buckeyes in Columbus, and that was a game one, a Super Bowl atmosphere with Freeman's first game. Yeah, that I mean, this is a true top ten battle. Early, you know, early season game three, four, you know, all the, all that good stuff. Five for Notre Dame, but it's man, it, it's going to be rocking. The the stadium's going to be nuts. It is going to be awesome. And and this Ohio State team is talented as they are, and they are loaded. Their defense is man. They got some dudes on D that could run, but this Notre Dame team might be built to a. Uh, Beat them by one, and that's all they got to do. And then lastly, left Twix um, said, 
What's Hartman's draft stock? Control Sniper said Hartman could go second, third round if he keeps it up. I, I doubt second or third round, but I could see it going from sixth to seventh round is probably would have been maybe even undrafted if he would have went um, out of Wake Forest. I honestly could see like if he does have like the get invited to New York for the Heisman ceremony year that I think he's going to have. I don't think fit, like fourth, fifth round is, is, is unreasonable to think, Tim. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, possibly it's um he's I mean his some of his balls this year have just been crazy accurate. He's he's got accurate. It's it's always going to come be come down to the NFL the arm. You know they're they're going to talk about all the measurables and all that stuff. Does he have the arm? Bryce Young's little, but Bryce Young could sling it sixty yards like crazy. Um, same thing with Russell Wilson and all these other ones. So it's always going to come down to that. I don't know if Hartman has that. Boom! I'm going to throw that thing in the air, fifty five yard arm. But he's got a lot of other intangibles. And, you know, when you see a Sam Hartman, you're like, you're telling me he can't go be a third-string quarterback in the NFL. It's like there's so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL, right, when they take the field. And Ian Book, a big, uh, obviously, Notre Dame guy, won a lot of football games for, for Notre Dame. He just got signed to the practice squad today for the New England Patriots. You're telling me Hartman can't go do this for the next four or five years? I think he can. Yeah, uh, the book went in the fourth round, but it was the last pick of the fourth round. So it's like, oh, it's, it the last it's not like he was a fringe third rounder guy. Like, you know, the Saints kind of, the Saints probably picked him a little early. Yeah, I don't think this talk of Hartman being a second, third round, I I would be stunned if he yeah. was that high. I just would. Yeah. So, all right, that's an hour and 11 minutes, Tim. Fantastic show tonight. I think we had really good conversations. Bear Bachmeyer. Uh, you know, Sammy for Heisman, some really good stuff with Jack Sobel, terrific young writer um, at Blue and Gold. Um, so, yeah, we are going to wrap it up there. Let's see. Thursday morning, 1030 a.m. Eastern time. Myself and Kyle Kelly will talk some Notre Dame recruiting. 12 p.m. Eastern time Friday or, or around that time. We'll have our final thoughts, observations and prediction video that Tim, are gonna, Tim and I are going to record after we're done here um, to preview Notre Dame versus Central Michigan. Tim and I will be live right after Central Michigan game, right? Tim, you're you're not coaching Saturday. Oh, you're good. No, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready yeah. to roll. I'm and ready to roll. Upcoming Sunday, fingers crossed. Goolsby will, you know, not have another birthday. Just just these new ghouls. Uh, but we'll have a Goolsby show 7 p.m. Eastern time, most likely on Sunday, because the Dolphins play Tim Hyde's Patriots. Prime time. We're going to yeah 8 8 20 yeah. Eastern. So we're gonna yeah. my Dolphins are gonna kick some ass. Um, and then next Wednesday in our show, I will taunt tim uh, just a little bit because tim's nice um hey, but uh yeah no, i was gonna say before i mean reminder the game's peacock 230 correct 230 so, so 230 we'll, eastern peacock we should the way with the clocks are now and the plays 530 five i'd say 540 is my prediction i was close i got the navy one right yeah so yeah. i'll go 540 we'll go live that's my prediction all right, we will sign off there. Really appreciate you folks for watching. Hit that thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Go to blueandgold.com for all Notre Dame coverage. You're listening via podcast, and you haven't left us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Please do that if you if you enjoyed the show. And as always, folks, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.